Welcome back. We're studying from the book of Daniel, and we're in the, the 11th chapter of the book of Daniel where we're talking about the final conflict of the ages and when Russia invades Israel. Most students in Ezekiel 38, which is where we're studying, think that Gomer refers to Germany, and I don't know f- for sure about that, but it's interesting to note in verse 16 that uh, the Bible says all of this nation coming nations coming together uh, to fight against the Antichrist will come in the last days. What's going to happen when Russia comes to fight against the Antichrist and invades Israel? Well, the scripture indicates that there will be a total victory for the Antichrist against Russia. Chapter 39, verse 2 of Ezekiel says, I will turn you around and drive you on and take you up from the remotest parts of the north. He goes on to say that they're going to be wiped out. Verses 4, 5, and 6 tell us it's going to be another wipeout for the Russians, but notice what else it says, that the Antichrist will enter countries and overflow them and pass through. That is verse 40. Uh, And in verse 40 of the 11th chapter of Daniel, the Bible says, and he will enter the beautiful land and many countries will fall. But those who are rescued out of his hand that some will be rescued out of his hand. God tells us exactly what's going to happen. There are going to be three Arab nations at this time. They're not going to be destroyed by the Antichrist, and he's going to stretch out his hand against other countries, and the land of Egypt will not escape. He's going to go down south and wipe them out, and he will have control over all their treasures. And and something else is going to happen. There's going to be some rumors from the east and from the north that will disturb the Antichrist. But what's this? Well, the Bible thinks those rumors from the north will be, again, from Russia, a regrouping and coming back to try to fight against the Antichrist. But what about from the east? Many people think this is Red China because Red China comes from the east. And Revelation 16, 12 talks about the water of the Euphrates is dried up, that the way may be prepared for the kings from the east. Revelation 9, 16 talks about this army that's going to come that was 200 million in number. The Red Chinese Army is the only one that could possibly be this size. Time Magazine many, many years ago said that the standing militia of the Red Chinese Army is now 200 million strong. But it doesn't matter. They're not going to win because they're going to lose this battle. I want you to see the consummation. The Antichrist has everything going his way. He's conquered Russia. He's conquered Germany. He's overcome the kings of the south with its African coalition. And now he will pitch his tents up on the holy mountain of Israel. What does that mean? That means that he's going to set himself up in Jerusalem between the Dead Sea and the Mediterranean Sea and on Mount Zion, the holy mountain of God, and declare that he is God. The Antichrist will seem to have everything exactly as he wants it. The scripture says, yet he will come to his end and no one will help him. It's at this point that the Lord Jesus will come. Revelation tells us in in chapter 19, the book of Revelation, that he will be the king of kings and the Lord of lords and he will smite the nations and that he will take the beast, which is the Antichrist, and the false prophet who works with him and they will be cast into the lake of fire. The Lord Jesus will conquer. That's the point. That's the key. That's what really matters. We live in a world that's threatened every day by nuclear war, that sits on a power keg of destruction. And for those of us who love Christ, we know who's in control. 
No button can be pushed unless he allows it. No bomb can fall unless he allows it. No nuclear device can be set off unless he allows it. He is in control. Robert Louis Stevenson tells the story of a ship that was in a violent stormy sea and about to be driven against the rocks. At any moment, it might be dashed to pieces. The passengers were huddled together in terror, facing certain death. And one man said, I'm going to see the pilot. And he made his way up, and finally, where the pilot was, he found him tied to his post with ropes, his hands on the wheel, guiding little by little away from the rocks and out toward the open sea. When the pilot saw the man and his terror-stricken face, the pilot looked at him and smiled. The man went back and said, all is well, all is well. I've seen the pilot's face, and he smiled. That's what God says to us. We can look to him, and he smiles because he is in control. No matter what happens, no matter what takes place in our world, he is ultimately in control. No antichrist will ultimately reign and rule and overcome against him. So let me look with you in these final moments we have today to a little bit of chapter 12. And the final things that, that, the, that the prophet Daniel tells us in chapter 12, verses 4 through 13. He, he gives us uh, a lot of things in this final chapter that are really important, but that are really encouraging to help us. And there's a lot that hasn't been said, and there's a lot that's left unknown. And we wonder about it. We have questions. And even what we've talked about, we don't know fully all the facts about that. But several things are revealed. One is some things are concealed. They're, they're, they're not revealed. They're, they're held in, in God's hands. And God's completed his revelation to Daniel. And he says, conceal these words and seal up the book until the end of time. Why don't you just roll up the scroll and shut it up? Because if that's all of revelation, then that's all we're going to see. But he wants to preserve the word of God. It's intended for more than Daniel because we're reading it yet today. And God, God says that he will continue to open up our minds and hearts if we're open to him to hear and believe the truth. So God concealed his words so he could reveal his words. And he kept them with Daniel, and Daniel's book is with us today because it has so much truth. Also, there's the questioning. Daniel said he looked after he was told to conceal the words and seal up the book, and behold, there were two people standing, one on the bank of the river, one on the other bank of the river, two angels, one on either side of the Tigris River. And we know from chapter 10, that's where he got his final revelation, at the Tigris River. And the two angels talked to the man dressed in linen, verse 6, who was above the water. We know from chapter 10, verse 5, that the man dressed in linen is the Lord Jesus Christ, who has come to reveal himself. And they're asking Jesus about the future. They want information about what's going to happen. They want some answers. They want to know what God has to say. And the man in linen, the Lord Jesus, gives the answer. And he says, I heard the man in linen above the waters who raised his right hand and his left toward heaven. And he says, you want to know how long it will take for these wonders? You want to know what time period we're talking about? And he says, here's the answer. This is a picture of one who takes an oath and declares the truth, and that's what Jesus is doing in this passage. He's revealing to us the truth. The Lord says it's absolute truth, and what I'm telling you is going to take uh, time. That it's one year times two years and a half time. That's half a year for these things to take place, three and a half years. That's the time. 
Then he says, I want you to know the purpose. One of the purposes of the tribulation and the last days is that as soon as they finish shadowing the power of the Holy Spirit, all these events will, com will be complete. There's the judgment of the evil earth, the punishment of the nations, the breaking of the Jews, and the coming of Christ to rule and to reign as King of kings and Lord of lords. So let's rejoice in that today, that we have the King of kings with us. He's coming back, folks, the Lord himself, not an angel, not a prophet, but Jesus himself. He's coming back to rule and reign. Trust him today. Put your life in his hands. He is the one who is the king of all. God bless you. Have a great day and a great week.